Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. My guest today is Kim Foley. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited about this. It's such a a topical conversation, but but it's something that applies even beyond once we get past the uh, need to only do online meetings. And, and so that's what we're going to focus on. How, how are you being perceived in online meetings and how critical that is to your credibility, whether it's on Zoom or on Teams or any other kind of video conferencing, whether it's one person or maybe a more formal online presentation to a group. Kim is with me today to share her tips, her techniques, her experiences to help us make a better impression in our next virtual meeting. If you want to receive more information about the How of Business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, or to schedule a free coaching call with me, you can text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700. That's a new number for me, 772-837-5700. It used to be like a four-digit code, but they're doing away with those, I just found out. So that's why that's a longer number. But let me tell you more about Kim. Kim Foley is a video expert, a media trainer, a public speaker, and the founder of Smartphone Video Production Academy. She's passionate and committed to helping her clients learn how to create effective video content and how to make a great impression and exude confidence in virtual meetings, which is what we're going to dive into. She's the author of the book, Virtual Meetings with Power and Presence, The Ultimate Guide to Online Meetings. And Kim has worked with high-profile clients, including Presidents Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, late-night hosts Jay Leno and Stephen Colbert. She's worked with uh, and for shows like Meet the Press and 60 Minutes, as well as shows on all of the major networks. I could go on forever on the list. And she's done coaching for organizations like the FBI, the CIA, the IRS, the NIH, and the FDA, probably in part because you live in Bethesda, Maryland, right? And there's going to be some connection there. (laughs) So with all of that, Kim Foley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to share all my great tips with your audience. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you for that. But before we get there, I'm always interested in the journey. And so tell me about your early career and then we'll lead up briefly to how you got to where you are today. Well, the cornerstone of everything I've ever done has been about credibility. And, Mm. you know, that's kind of a word that nobody discusses at the dinner table when you're a child and you're sitting around and your, your parents are talking about your day. You never hear that mentioned, at least I didn't. And uh, so when I started my business very, very young in my early twenties, I realized that I was severely lacking in credibility and I I didn't know why. And I was on the search for it. And I I realized that I didn't have credibility because when I went to get a business loan, I couldn't get a business loan, even though I had this retail store and this great business that was successful. Um, It turns out that my accountant filed my taxes late, even though I gave him all the materials early. Um, it turned out that my lawyer only had time to have meetings with me at dinner time. Uh, and so I realized there was, there was something happening here where I wasn't being taken seriously and I needed to figure out what that was. So I really did a deep dive into, well, what is credibility? How do you get it? How do you sabotage it? And that was really the beginning of 
everything that I've done over the years. So I started out as a television makeup artist and and this is, uh, was this after that first business or? or this was before? that first business. And okay, I had, okay. I had a retail store as well with uh, my own product line. And I see. Um, and so what, what did you do out of the retail store? I want to make sure I'm following. Oh, the retail here. store was, was the cosmetic line that I had. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but my love was really doing the art, doing the art of makeup artistry and, uh, you know, working for the television stations, transforming people into the you know, best version of themselves for the public, basically. And um, so the retail store went, you know, by the by as time went on, because I really loved focusing on the surface of this. But as I started studying credibility, what happens is I ended up with this huge speaking career because people, businesses wanted to help women understand credibility too. Cause that was back in the days when we were doing dress for success and we were trying to emulate how men dressed and what men did and how assertive men were. And, you know, we, we were on a, on a path women were business women. And um, so I was on the speaking circuit for quite a while teaching people how they can sabotage or enhance their credibility. And, uh, you know, it then eventually got married and I got married to somebody who was, had produced television and uh, had his own AV company. And I had access to wonderful equipment. And so I started um, doing some video production, learning about video production, because I also worked as a television stylist too. And so I'm always on sets. And now I had access to all these, you know, this equipment. So, you know, one thing led to another. Once I you know, started helping people by producing videos for them, what ended up happening is I realized so many people didn't know how to be on camera. They didn't know the body language. They didn't know where to look. They didn't know what to do with their hands. They didn't know how to stand. They didn't know how to sit. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't know how to write a script. So then I realized that I needed to learn how to help people with that part of it. Eventually, I started a company that was, you know, Smartphone Video Production Academy because I wanted to help people take these new little devices, these beautiful little smartphones that could produce broadcast quality video if you right. know what you're doing and save people a lot of money because big corporations can afford professional video production. But what about the little guy like me? What about the small companies and the, and the nonprofits and the people who can't spend $5,000, $10,000, $30,000 on, on video? Um, so I, it took me a year to figure out how to make these babies sing and to really, you know, teach people how to, to light it properly. And, you know, one thing led to another. And, and of course I had to bring in all my media training and, you know, all of the skills that I spent years and years developing really came to fruition yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And, and now of course it's all been super highlighted by what we're dealing with, with having to be remote, right? Exactly. It was really interesting that here I was, you know, teaching video production here in my studio and media training and in, in person, right? All the way up to COVID. And then, and also working for NBC as a television stylist for the past 12 years. So, you know, all of these things I was, you know, juggling and doing at the same time, loving every minute of it. And everything fell apart when COVID hit wow. and no longer could anyone come to the studio. No longer could people do, uh, you know, it, it was just all gone just like that. And it was really, 
you know, it was really upsetting. <laughs> and I had to learn to pivot really quickly. And it, it was really my daughter who, who really got me going on this because she was, you know, staying here in Washington from New York with her husband and child because of COVID. They were down here because New York was first hit and it was, you know, kind of a mess. And so they came down here for a few months and they were doing all the Zoom meetings every day, all day. And I said, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't really teach because people can't come. And, and she said, well, you can do everything you've always done. You just can do it virtually. And I went, well, I don't really know how I'm gonna do that. I'd have to learn the, the platform and, and I have to learn several platforms. And you know, I was really uh, put off by the whole thing, yeah, <laughs> quite frankly, yeah. like everybody. Like everybody, I think everybody went through those phases that you're describing. The first phase was let's crawl up in a corner and, yeah. and feel like we're gonna die. And then, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you get up and figure out where do I go with this? Right, How do I right. take advantage of this? Yeah, I wanna, go, I, I wanna go back though to, to the credibility bit. Well, actually, I want to go back to the speaking thing. Were you always, even as a teenager, young adult, comfortable with getting up in front of people and no. speaking? No, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Had never done anything like that. You know, what What got me going, and I can't say that I was the greatest speaker back then in my early 20s, uh, but what I can say is that I was very passionate about what I had learned from my mm -hmm. research. Mm -hmm. And... I had documented it and, you know, that was back in the days before internet really. And I had to do everything with letters, you know, mailing them out to associations and saying, I'm putting on this program at this hotel at this date, here's what it costs. And here's what I'll be teaching. And it was a full house. It was packed. Mm. And I was shocked quite frankly. And then that led to a whole career traveling around the country lecturing because um, it was very unique program because who's teaching people about this thing called credibility yeah. and how, you know, how do you enhance it? And it isn't one thing that enhances it. It's many things. And so uh, by deciphering that and helping people understand it, um, it became, you know, it became very, very popular. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got very lucky there, but I was also, you know, tuned in to a really strong need by identifying my own insufficiency, basically. Interesting. Um, so, you know, when you experience something personally, like I experienced the whole fear of virtual meetings, just, you know, people, now I've written a book on it, <laughs> but, you know, talk to me in February or March and I would have said, no, I'm not gonna write a book on virtual meetings, but I learned so much in March and in April and June about what to do and what not to do. And I realized one thing, Henry, that video production and Zoom meetings are the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. You frame the same way, you light the same way, you use the same kind of body language. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the same thing. So all I had to do was figure out how am I gonna teach people the 10 best ways that they can be seen on this medium because people are either trying to inspire someone, they may be trying to sell something, they may be trying to inform someone, they're doing something valuable in these meetings for their business. And, you know, friends and family, you can do anything you want, they'll forgive <laughs> you, they love you, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, you can have fun with the crazy virtual backgrounds and, you know, it doesn't really matter. But if you are gonna be with a potential client, oh, it, it matters matter. because it your matters. background tells a story about you. It does. You your know, and I, image I think tells that a we story. Are, we're, I, now that you say that, I think that's 
we might be sometimes hiding behind, oh, they're going to understand that I've got a mess and got kids running around it. And listen, we'll talk about that because that's inevitability for some of us. But don't kid yourself that it's not making an impression on that other person. Oh, absolutely. And it's a it's a shame that it does. You know, it's not fair because it's not some fair, people, but hey, it's not fair at all. <laughs> What's well, fair? You know. You know? Exactly. People don't often sometimes have a place where they can go that they can have privacy and that they can carve out a little corner. Like I've carved out a little corner in my room here and made it look nice with some plants and things. It didn't look like this before. Um, and it's just a little corner of my studio that would otherwise be pretty bland and bare. Yeah, um, you, you set yourself a little stage there. You've staged it and uh, it's not a lot of space necessarily nope. in your house probably, but it, but you know what to do and you're teaching people how to do that. It's know? a little, you know, six by six foot area here mm -hmm. in the corner. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is not everyone even has that. Right. No, that's and the truth. So yeah. what do they do? You know? <laughs> so and to... so that's where I come in. I, I'm Absolutely. the fairy godmother of Zoom, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So let's dive into it now. And, and for everybody listening, uh, you know that I usually just do audio, but for this, Kim agreed graciously to do video as well. So you can go watch this either on our on my Facebook page, the How a Business Facebook page, or I'm also going to put it on the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. Because a lot of what we're going to talk about, I think it'll be great to watch Kim and have her uh, see her visually as she explains these things. But let's get into it. One question that came to mind that might be a place to start is... What do you say to people as well? I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn on my camera or I'm just gonna do phone as opposed to that might have been a meeting I might have done in person. What's been your experience and in talking to other people and helping them with this? What how does that put us at a disadvantage when we don't turn on the camera or we wow. just do a phone call? That's a fabulous question. I've never been asked that question, and it and it's really based on a lifetime of research on credibility, mm -hmm. which is you have an opportunity to make a really deep connection with someone through this platform. And you cannot do it if your camera's off. You need to simulate having a real life interaction. And you can do that if you frame yourself properly, if you light yourself properly. It doesn't take a lot of money to do it. It just takes knowing exactly what to do and having someone kind of, you know, shepherd you through that mm -hmm. but even even if but i'm having a bad hair day yeah even if i'm having a bad hair day or the lighting isn't bad isn't it still that much more effective because of the credibility that i'm building if i can make some level of eye contact if i can read and show body language yes and no okay uh, i would so tell say me about that there's good better best right okay. let's face it i mean i have been on meetings with someone and consulting with clients who start out with you know, only their chin is showing and the ceiling showing. And, it, you know, they, they, they don't know what they don't know. And, you know, the hair is, you know, absolutely crazy. And they you know, put on old things instead of what they would wear to work. I mean, I've really seen the worst of the worst situations where people just didn't get it. People are looking at you and they care because you're supposed to be the expert in your field. Right. So you've got to look like the expert in your field. So when I'm doing consultations with corporate America, I'm in a silk blouse and a blazer every single time, mm -hmm. every single time. And it's, you know, I may be in tennis gear from the waist down, but <laughs> waist up, I look like I could walk into any boardroom and run the meeting. 
And that inspires confidence in people. So we have to understand the language of clothing and color. And we have to understand that there's a story being told by our background. And people are looking, you know, we've all done that. We were like, what is oh, that? Yeah, over that. What, what is that? I'm, I'm trying to figure I, out if that's New Mexico yeah. in your painting or right, where, where is it? Right. What is that? And so <laughs> people are... Um, you know, become a little voyeuristic and it's very interesting. But, you know, I've had people also tell me, you know, there's two main reasons people hate putting the video on. Can you, do you know what they might be? Well, I, I would guess it's some of what we've already talked about. I don't like the way I look on camera. That's the first one. Okay. That's the and first then, one. Uh, you know, again, it's that it, it, it exemplifies, it ex accentuates that fear of public speaking, I got to think is part of it. But what is the other one? The second biggest reason why people don't like this platform is because they don't want people looking into their private space. Ah, I see, I see. This is my and private that, And space. that could be for many reasons. Right, you right. Know, Especially for be. people who did not home office prior, right? For me, the, I've always been working from this space. But for most people, that's not the case. Right. Uh, it's true. Um, if you're if you haven't taken the time to rethink your space and how you might be able to clean it up mm -hmm. or reorganize it a little bit or get, you know, some feedback on that and you haven't bothered, you, you may not like people looking into your space. Right. You also may have children running around in the background right. or people that have to move through the background, which is going to be very distracting if you're trying to have a conversation with the client. But I did have a client once, Henry, that had a very unique situation <laughs> where they didn't want people looking in on their background because they had inherited a beautiful art collection and they didn't want anyone to know that they had this fabulous art collection because they they were not a wealthy person and um so that was unique so i had to figure out how we could hide the art collection <laughs> without moving the art collection right yeah so it was it, you know there's it's very interesting all the different scenarios as to you know every single person has a unique situation, whether it's a difficult internet connection, whether it's a lighting issue, a space issue, whatever, background issue, it can all be solved. All of it can be solved. Yeah. And well, um, I'm the, I, thought, I am we'll the talk about some of those technical components in a moment. I thought I would start with a few more of the how people get it wrong, and then come back to the some of the 10 best ways which you talk about in the book. But you talk specifically about, uh, I think I found this online, five ways, five of common ways that you see people sabotage again, going to the back to that word, their credibility. So we've talked about some of them. What else have we not talked about that can sabotage my credibility? Well, if you sit or stand, if you are going to be doing a presentation, say, you know, you're, you've got an important client, you need to build that trust, you need to build a relationship. Mm -hmm. And how important is that? you need to bring your whole body into that. And you can't do it if you're sitting down, locked into a chair, just static like this, right? So yeah. I stand up yeah. when I'm having any kind of meeting. It totally changes the tone of voice because I'm using my hands, I'm shifting my weight. I can literally use my whole body to communicate to you how passionate I am about you and how much I want to you know, share my information with you. 
or, or build trust or find out about you and care about you and, and just, you know, build that interaction. So I recommend people stand up whenever they can. It's not for so, everybody. So one of the challenges with that that I have, and I, I completely agree with you with the advantage. Not for podcasting, not for podcasting. You no, know, even for podcasting, not for thinking about it because of the whole energy thing, Ken. Right. So I'm with you. But here's my challenge. Like I have my camera on top of my monitor. It happens to be at the right level. But if I stand, now I got to figure out something else configuration-wise to put oh, that camera. Henry. So how do I deal oh, with that? Oh, <laughs> Henry, come on. Come on. Have you heard of this thing? It's called an Amazon box. It comes at your front door a couple times a week. Yeah, and we so get a lot of those, but they're usually yes. not for me. <laughs> so I have took my Amazon box and I put it underneath and I've got that computer way up high. Way up there. Because okay. if your camera is not absolutely eye level you are right. not simulating a face-to-face -face meeting right right i mean it can't be kind of yeah can't be kinda. so so let me ask you about that since you touched on that so what i try to do what i'm doing now is i have you in my you know your your image right under my camera mm -hmm. so that i can come as close as possible but then i try to go back and forth what do you think about well that that's approach? you're talking about something different you're talking okay. about where you look there's two yes, things. Yes, yes. Okay. So tell okay, me about that. Okay, that's a different thing. Okay. The first thing is let's get everybody to raise their computer, tablet, phone, oh, whatever they're yeah. using, eye level, not okay. kind of eye level, Got really it. eye level. So that it really looks Regardless like of whether I'm standing or sitting, Regardless, that, that camera is right, in alignment with my I've eyes. got mine okay. way up on boxes. Yeah. So it's so, in alignment. Yeah. And it's just not that hard to do, no, actually. No. No, I'm um, with you. But then the next thing is to tilt that screen forward slightly mm -hmm. so that you don't have the ceiling in the background. Okay. okay. That's a little secret tip there that people never get. So tilt the screen forward a little bit. Do you notice how much headroom I have from my head mm -hmm. to the right. top of the screen? Yep. Yep. Very little. Yeah. Fill the screen. Mm -hmm. You have to be the most, the biggest thing on the screen. So I want you to take up all that space. So how do you do that? You widen out so that you're getting sort of a ribs up shot. Right. Okay. You're not getting a chest up shot. You're getting a ribs, you know, much lower than that. And get that, that depth of where you stand. So if I move closer, it looks like I'm invading your space. If I move back here, now we can have a conversation. I can use my hands and they don't look like they're popping up in front of my face. It all works beautifully. Now, the next thing you were asking me about is where do you look? Mm -hmm. That goes into the whole body language thing. And there's right. a whole, I do a whole thing on body language, but let's talk about that particular thing because you, you're right. That is one of the critical things that you can do when you're doing the talking on any meeting with any client, do not look at their face, look into the lens of the camera, look right into that dot. And let me tell you, it's not so easy to do. People forget no. because we are hardwired to look at faces, right? And so our tendency is to look at the face for the reaction. Don't do it. Look right. I mean, you can glance down occasionally, but look into the lens of the camera. And now the viewer feels that you're talking to them. It's sort of like if you were going to a presentation and someone looked at the floor the whole time they're giving the right. presentation. Right. It, it, it would not feel right to you. Yeah. And so it's the same thing when you're on this medium, you must look into the lens of the camera and resist looking at yourself or 
at the person you're talking to, with the exception of glancing away to do a chat or glancing away to do whatever you need to do with slides or something like exactly. that. But generally speaking, you stay in that lens. And I have a trick for that. Shall I give you a little hack? I hope so. Okay, so everybody has post-it notes sitting around. You probably have some on your desk right there. What color are they? You have any bright colored ones? I don't, I just have yellow ones right now. Okay, yellow's fine. I happen to have a rainbow thing, so I pick a bright color, brightest color I have, and I stick it right behind my computer screen so it's sticking up right there. Okay. And I write, okay. look here. <laughs> and it's really great because it reminds you not to look at the screen, but to look into the camera. So mm -hmm. I want everyone to just try that little hack and it will work for you. Yeah, a couple of things. I know that everybody initially is certainly, they're looking at themselves because we're like, oh my gosh, I look, I didn't realize I did that twitch and I, I didn't realize. So you're <laughs> hyper-analyzing yourself, but then you got to get over that. You do. But the other challenge I have though, I, I get it when I'm talking, but when you're talking, uh, I want to see your body language. So is it okay yeah. that I'm looking at you, you now when you're you, talking? Yes, you can look at, at me when I'm doing the talking. But when I'm doing the talking, I can't look at you. I need to look at your eyes, which is the camera lens. And that doesn't mean that I don't glance down occasionally to get some feedback. Right. How but, am I responding? Yeah. Right. But, but it's a glance. It's okay. just a glance. It's okay. just a glance. You know, Fair stay enough. up into their eyes if you are doing the speaking. Yeah. And that's, and I see people even on the air, like I was watching an interview last night with someone and they were, you know, it was incredible. They were, they were looking down as they, they were looking down at the screen is what they were doing, uh, but they completely missed the viewer because they, no one told them to look into the dot of their camera on their computer for their interview. And this was on a major network. So, you know, I think that, that most of us are failing miserably. Listen, I failed miserably. I had to go through many meetings to figure out what are all the things that make a difference in engagement. I mean, the whole point is to engage more fully. Otherwise, just have a phone call. But if you really want to connect with someone, you can do it here. But you have to make it easy for them. You have to look into their eyes. You have to light yourself because let me tell you, those little processors in that camera, they don't work well unless you give them a ton of light. And if you give them a ton of light, I mean, I have, let me show you a little tip I have here. This is a little uh, LED uh, lamp, yeah. seven bucks from Target. And uh, I thought, well, I'm going to buy one and try it. I went back and bought a case. And the reason is, um, first of all, it's LED. They're lightweight. This one lights my background. I have one on either side of my computer lighting my face. So they're pointed at you, those. They're pointed at me on either mm -hmm. side, just like this. And that's why I'm glowing. That's mm -hmm. why I show up so well. Mm -hmm. If I just had one, I'd be okay. But if you have one on either side, wow. If it's too bright for you, you can take a piece of wax paper and just tape over the front and that'll diffuse it a little bit so that you'll, you'll like it. Because when I first did it, quite frankly, my eyes were like this because I'm like, oh, it's so bright. <laughs> So I did but that. Anything for, like that is going to be better than something from overhead. Is that, oh, is overhead that, is deadly. You end up deadly. with big shadows, horrible, yeah. you know, shadows, and you don't want that overhead. Now, if you had overhead lighting and it wasn't directly over your head, it was over here, over okay. there, okay. and balanced a little bit, it could work to light your background because we haven't talked about that. You know, when, when people shoot horror films, one of the things that makes it look like a horror film is that the subject is lit 
but the background is not. Mm. It's dark and foreboding and very suspicious. And, you know, that's intentional, of course, but we don't want to look like that in our <laughs> Zoom meetings with our clients. So you've got to so, light your background. You've got yeah, to light your So background. right now what I have, and this is, if I was doing video production, I'd have my other studio lights up. What I have right now is a torch light in the corner. Mm-hmm. And it generates, you know, an indirect It bounces light. to the ceiling and it, and it, it lights works, the area. And it works pretty well for me. Yes. Of course, Zoom has some tricks. It has the ability to, to adjust for low-level lighting. I have the 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 checkbox uh, checked on Zoom where it, uh, it softens my face. It says enhance bit. your appearance. Exactly. Yes. And it works. It oh, really it does works. work. Yes, I'm really 82. And I... <laughs> So you have to use, you got to learn the platform. Teams uh, probably has something similar. You talk a lot about WebEx doesn't have that. I, I keep writing WebEx. When are you going to put your enhance your appearance button in here? <laughs> it's a great feature. I, I always have it on. That's why I always prefer it. It makes me look better. There you go. <laughs> this is Henry Lopez with a brief pause to announce a special online workshop event. I invite you to join me for the next free virtual eLeap workshop introduction. You have a dream of becoming your own boss and starting your own business. But how do you know if you're even cut out to be an entrepreneur? And what's the difference between an entrepreneur and being self-employed? I'm a big fan of Gino Wickman and his books Traction and most recently Entrepreneurial Leap. After reading Entrepreneurial Leap and having the opportunity to interview Gino on this podcast, I decided to become an Entrepreneurial Leap collaborator. As an eLeap collaborator, I have the privilege to share Gino's content along with my personal experiences and perspectives as a serial entrepreneur. I invite you to join me for my free virtual eLeap workshop introduction. During this one hour online workshop, I will introduce the six essential traits of successful entrepreneurs. After attending the vLeap workshop introduction session, you will have a better understanding of what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur, or perhaps taking a path to self-employment or owning a franchise location may be a better fit for you. To learn more, just visit thehowofbusiness.com. I look forward to having you join me for the next free virtual eLeap workshop introduction. All right. What other lessons? We're on the technical. We've talked a little bit about lighting. We've talked about, you know, the, the tools that might be available on your particular platform. Sound. Let's talk about sound. Well, you know a lot about sound because of being a podcaster, but sound is critically important. And there's two things that ruin sound. One is your internet connection can ruin sound because that'll be one of the things that goes when your internet connection is failing. Um, you'll sound robotic or it'll cut out altogether or there'll be a delay, correct? Yes. We can fix that. We can fix that. We'll talk about the solution in a minute. The second thing is if you're standing far away from your computer like I am right now so that I can get a better shot, I am nowhere near that speaker, that microphone for my computer. And therefore it will not work for me. So I use a very inexpensive USB microphone clipped to my clothing and it's USB sticks right in and it's fantastic. And it's 20 bucks on Amazon. And I, I, tr I have all kinds of expensive mics for my video production. I have, you know, headsets like this. I have, I bought everything. I try <laughs> it all. I try it all because there isn't one right solution for everyone. It depends on what you need to be doing all day. 
And so I try to match the right mic situation for the situation that the person's in. For me, this is perfect. Yeah. No, I agree. Of course, I've got a lot of opinions on microphones, but, but very quickly, I, I hate, uh, so I won't do any more interviews where someone's using the a built-in microphone on a computer. I don't like the, uh, the Apple, what are the no, pods? No, don't want to, that's, oh, well, thank you for bringing that up. Oh, I hate do those. not wear the Apple ear pods. They do not make you sound great. And also, you know, I know you do it because you can hear better, but it's how you sound as well. That's very important unless you're just attending a class or a meeting or something. Don't do it. If you're exactly. actually talking to a client or someone important to you, um, the, the headsets are, you know, what you wear for casual wear, you know, for playing. It's not, it's not professional to right. wear those pods. And I see people doing it again right. it's, it's, it uh, on the, the news and they should yeah, not be doing they it. They should not be doing it. I know it might look cool. So a, a decent microphone, this is an expensive one just because I indulge, but under for under $100, well under $100, you can get a decent either like the one that you're You can get a those, $20 mic and it'll sound great. And it'll great. work and it'll sound better. Yeah. And then you learn how to use it. The one thing technically, not to get too technical, you can find this on my website and, and I'm sure Kim has information about this. Is there are different types of microphones. Uh, there's something called a dynamic microphone, which is right. what this is, that only picks up what's right in front of it. Right. As opposed to an ambient or more ambient microphone. And sometimes people don't know to look for the two. So this type of microphone is very good in that it doesn't pick up background noises, the lawnmower going on outside, my wife in the kitchen. It really helps with minimizing those background noises. Right. If you're going to get a lavalier mic that does that, you're going to spend $200. Then you're talking about, so that's minimum. why minimum. minimum. Now, one that's like this that can do that. You can get it on Amazon for under $100 still. Yeah, but most people talking to their clients shouldn't be using that type of microphone. No, they need no. to be using a lavalier that isn't being seen. You're a that's podcaster. Right. That's, that's right. a different thing. Right. This creates a visual barrier to some extent and it creates does. a different environment, right? It does. But it's appropriate because you're a podcaster, so it's okay. Your job here is to have fabulous audio. I think my audio is probably sufficient for what we're doing. Correct. Um, and so, you know, what I try to do is test everything and try everything and figure out, well, what's, what's in this person's best interest. Yeah. And, uh, and also keeping in mind budget because people don't want to have to revamp their whole life economically no. No. to get this right. And you don't have to, I proved that with the light. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great say. tips. But I will say, you know, this is going to, I think the business has been impacted here for longer than getting past COVID. I think we're going to see remote communications and meetings far beyond when we get yeah. past COVID. That's my, my thought. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, some of my clients are, you know, Fortune 500 companies and they tell me that, you know, most of their workforce will probably not go back because That's what they, I'm have learned, well. they have learned that they can do their job. That they can do this. Yeah. yeah. And some people want to go back and some people don't want to go back. So, you know, regardless, it's, it's the world has changed permanently and we need to master this because we want to be seen as the expert that we are. We don't want to sabotage our credibility. Credibility means trust. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. And there could be nothing more important than nurturing your trust with a potential client. Agreed. All right. You were going to give me some thoughts on if I do have some internet connectivity issues, how I might be able to help that. 
Yeah. So, boy, who knew all this? You know, it used to be we'd re reboot our router if we were having a problem with Netflix Flix, or HBO once a year, right? Once a year, right. we'd go down and figure out which cord to pull out, wait the 10 seconds, plug it back in. Some people don't even know where their router is. They've never unplugged it. But it's really, really important to reboot that router often. And the mm. reason is we're doing far more streaming than we used to do. And for some reason, these modem routers tend to almost clog up. They get, they, it change, changes the bandwidth, the speed with which you need to get these videos going. So you, by unplugging the power cord and plugging it back in, you wait 10 seconds, you plug it back in, and you can either do that from the wall or from the device itself, it doesn't matter. What you do is you reboot that and your internet speed soars. I mean, you can literally test it and prove me right. You can you know, go on the internet and you can do a free test to see what your upload and download speed is and then you can reboot your router and you will notice it fixes 90% of the problems that people are having with internet connections. So don't immediately go out and buy a booster. Right. Try all of my tricks first. That's the first trick is rebooting your router and doing it once every three weeks. You may have more than one person streaming all day long. If you have a child that's doing education online and other people having meetings. So it's really important to pay attention to that. The other things that WebEx and um, Zoom tell me is that people do not close out the other applications running in the background on their computer. And you need to do that. Now, if you've got to have, you know, PowerPoint or Keynote up because you're doing a PowerPoint, that's fine. But most people have four or five things running in the background and they've just sort of forgotten about it. Absolutely. So by rebooting and closing down your computer before you begin an important meeting, you're going to ensure that you're going to have all that maximized internet connection so you don't have a problem with um, video getting weird and blurry and stopping and hesitating and sounding weird. So these are the tricks that actually will work for you. Now, all of this being said, if you still have a problem after doing these things, and you should, I close my computer completely down every night to clear that RAM, okay? Mm -hmm. If you still have a problem, I want you to consider getting like a, a mesh product, which is a, a booster, you know, an internet booster. And I actually had to get an internet booster because the room that I'm in has a brick wall right here and routers downstairs. And, you know, it's just not, it's not working out very well. So yeah. um, I got a, 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 a Google product that is a, a booster. It works great and solved the problem. It's not a quick plug-in kind of thing. You know, you mm -hmm. need a professional involved to make sure that all your devices will connect to it to help you with this. Right, right. But it is a solution and I needed to use that. Yeah. A couple of things that you, you touched on it. The, the other thing that you talk about and that I do often is reboot your computer, your laptop. Yes. Uh, or your not, tablet or your phone. Or whatever if you're the using device those. is, reboot it. And then also to the point you were just talking about, if possible, hardwire connect to yes. the router yeah yes if possible i couldn't do that where i am but some people do have their routers in their office and they can hardwire in and that solves the problem completely yeah okay as we begin to ramp it up if you had to if you were coaching me on one thing that i can apply on my next video call what would it be that we haven't already talked about that we haven't talked about yeah hmm. 
well, I just think you have a rich, beautiful voice. And I would love to hear what it would sound like if you were standing. And we have talked about that, and but it would more, change so your voice you a, inflection. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Your diaphragm's in a different place. Your intonation changes as mm -hmm. you use your body language. And, but you know, for podcasting, it's just not so necessary. So for most of your, most of your, most of your clients, what's, what's a tip that you usually give them that they see immediate impact with? Getting the computer eye level. They think they kind of have an eye level, but they're still six inches too low and they can't believe that it's got to be up that high. How am I going to, you know, use my keyboard? You know, well, you get used to it. Yeah. So it comes back to that, how important that uh, eye contact is. Oh, you know, the way the other people see you is going to determine the engagement. And that's what we're trying to achieve. At the end of the day, we're trying to deeply connect. And so we have to try to simulate that. But it isn't one thing that does it. If you, if you get it at eye level and you still have bad lighting, they can't see your face. Yeah. You know, I will say this. If you uh, are having trouble seeing someone else, you know, they look really dark to you when you're in a meeting, upping the brightness of your screen will really help. Okay. Now, I usually keep mine down pretty low to save battery, but let's assume you're plugged in for your, your most important meetings, and you should be so that you don't auto automatically cut off if you run out of battery. But if you up the brightness of your screen, it doesn't help the other person see you better, but it will help you see them better. Got and it. you can't control what they're doing in their situation, but you can control what you're doing. Good and just point. because so-and-so isn't doing it right doesn't give you permission to not do it right. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, we, we've been touching on it, but but summarize for us the, all of the services that you offer your clients today. Well, I'm of course a big video promoter. I mean, I do all of my LinkedIn mostly by creating one or two minute videos. Uh, and on all the social media platforms, I, I'm Kim Foley or Kim Foley Video. I like to talk to people via video because it turns out that people will watch a video far more than an image or text, far more. It isn't even close. The, so the, they're really certainly wanna... not going to read a long uh, dissertation anymore, right? People are just not No, reading. no, one minute, one minute. What you're really trying to do is build a little bit of trust, really get trust. people to know who you are, and drive them to wherever you want them to be. I want to know more about what, what Kim is saying. Right. Here. It could be a website. It could be, um, you know, a podcast that they've done. It could be you know, any, any number of things, but, um, you know, it could be to download a particular item, you know, we did, we never even got into etiquette and protocol, but, um, you know, I do a whole thing in my book about etiquette and protocol because people don't know that they shouldn't be eating on zoom meetings and they don't know that they shouldn't be getting up and walking away while their camera's on. They have no idea how to actually act on this platform. They right. just act like they're in their home and no one can see them. Yeah, and we've heard so a lot of stories a, about that. Well, you know, think about this for a minute. We all got thrown into this. All the companies got thrown into it so fast. They were just struggling to, to learn the platforms and, and, and figure this out and to help their, you know, teams get on board. And the reality here is now it's time to not make good enough the best you can do. Now Great. is the time to go, okay, let's get this right. Let's do it professionally. Let's get some help to our teams. 
And, and also let's give them a protocol guide because if you don't tell people what's acceptable behavior and what isn't, then you're gonna end up with some people that are really taking advantage of the situation and really distracting other people in meetings. So some, you bring a third party in like me and I can set down these guidelines in a way that makes people okay with it than if you're doing it and it seems right. like you're being dictatorial. Yeah. And that could be either by bringing you in, or of course, the book is another way to, to get that information. It is. It is. You know, if you had told me I was going to write a book on this, I would have said you were insane. Honestly, <laughs> I would have. But I just felt like I learned so much from my clients in terms of, you know, what they needed and, and, and what they were struggling with. And I thought, I have to document all of this. And then when I started writing down everything about everything, I realized that this would be a valuable resource. So that's why I ended up writing the book. Uh, a lot of people aren't going to want to shell out the money for an hour consultation with me, but they can buy the book and get so much great information. Agreed. And to get the book, we go to your website. No, nope. go best to Amazon. Place? Can I go Just to go Amazon? To Amazon. Well? Okay. Yeah, go to we'll, Amazon. We'll have a... Go ahead. It's a paperback. Um, it's a paperback. Looks like this. Or um, it's got a lot of images in it. A lot of showing you what to do, what mm. not to do. Lots and lots and lots and lots. Very practical. Uh, very practical. But uh, and, Or it's an ebook. Either way. Great. And we'll have a link to it on the show notes page at thehowabusiness.com. Okay. As we begin to wrap it up, you mentioned the etiquette. Is there anything or general topic I didn't ask you about that uh, you think we, we need to hear your thoughts on? as it relates to improving our virtual meetings? Well, I just want to leave people with the understanding that every day they have an opportunity to either draw people closer to them or push them away. And when you're dealing on this platform, there's a way you can draw them closer. There's a way you can build trust. And it's and all of these little things that we've talked about that all together give us that opportunity to come across. It's not, it's not one thing. It's, it's a collaboration of, of, of things that help people connect to you better. Mm -hmm. All right. Besides your book that we've talked about, again, uh, Kim's book is, is entitled Virtual Meetings with Power and Presence, The Ultimate Guide to Online Meetings. But I know as we chatted before we started recording, you're a big reader. Is there a book, another book that comes to mind that you would recommend? Yes, 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 yes. I have it here because I always read it in between my sessions here because I just got it. It's called Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders. It's by Steven Schallenberger, a fascinating guy, actually, uh, forwards by uh, Stephen Covey. It's got some very interesting things. I've read a lot of business books. Uh, and it's sort of like a, a regurgitation of things I've already known sometimes, but not this one. This one is really about communication and it's got some, don't say this, say this instead. I'm like, oh, I need to memorize that. Mm. <laughs> so it's got some really great tools in here. And he talks about things for the business world that most people don't talk about. I like see. for instance, I do TM and a lot of people uh, use TM now in, 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 you know, corporate America and education, TM, which and is transcendental meditation. Pardon? Yes. Transcendental meditation. And he talks about that, the use of, of TM to calm yourself and to get rid of anxiety, uh, when you're, uh, working, <laughs> you're, yeah, over, when you're ready overwhelmed, to do a presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for that recommendation. Nobody's recommended that book before. I, I appreciate that. All right, let's close it up. You already kind of summarized it for me, but but 
for the overall conversation that we've had, what, what's one thing you want us to take away from it, especially as it ties to what we started with and what we've tied back to, Kim, which is the whole building our credibility. And, and what we've talked about here and what you talk about in the book and what you teach people is how do we build that credibility on this virtual platform now, right? Right. I mean, you have the power. You have the power to decide how you're being perceived. And that's what people forget. That's the most important yeah. part of our whole time here together is that for people to understand that, that they have the control here and that they get to choose it. Right. And, and we, we cannot hide behind the excuse that I don't have a lot of money or I'm working no. from home. Those are excuses. We have the power to make it so much better for a lot of us so that we aren't undermining our credibility. Yes. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. All right. Tell me where you want us to go online again to find out more. Kimfoley.com is my website. And you can also follow me on LinkedIn. I get a lot, give a lot of free tips there and write some articles. And, uh, you know, you can pick up some, some good tips there. But the book is really chock full of great information. It's very practical. It's a quick read, too. Agreed. Wonderful. Kim, fantastic conversation. Lots of great insights. Lots of actionable takeaways, which is what I love. So thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks for having me, Henry. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for listening to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today, again, was Kim Foley. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Or you can text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.